Well, it's a very good afternoon. It's Niall Boylan on this Thursday afternoon, which is for the next hour or so. Now, there's so much happening, so much to talk about. There are so many stories in the news. We've covered most of them already. We will cover lots of them again. I want to remind you as well, by the way, that if you want to support some marches over the weekend, you can. March for Vote No by the Protect, uh, uh, what should I say, Protect Women um, comes up on Saturday the 3rd of February. It starts at 2pm at the Gardens of Remembrance. And uh, Sharon Kyogun will be there, Alicia De Bruyne, and many people from the Countess will be there as well. So if you want to support the no vote in the referendum, that is on on Saturday the 3rd of February. If you know anybody running a yes vote, I will gladly promote that too, by the way. You're quite entitled to do that. That starts at 2 o'clock, Garden Remembrance. Also, there is a uh, march on, on Monday, of course, uh, at Parnell Square, the Garden Remembrance, on the Bank Holiday Monday. That's on February the 5th. And that is about everything, really. The accommodation crisis, housing crisis, the cost of living crisis, immigration, everything. And they're telling anybody who has an objection to the current government policies in relation to all of those things to turn up uh, at the Garden Remembrance at 2 o'clock on Monday. But all I will say to you in regarding all of these protests, if you are attending the protests, firstly, I advise you don't bring children to these types of protests because people can get a bit angry. But I would suggest that everybody do it peacefully. Because let's be clear, nobody wants a repeat of what happened before Christmas in the middle of O'Connell Street when we see buses and cars on fire. And nobody achieves anything from any of that. The best achievement you will ever get is a large attendance and a peaceful protest. I believe they're going to be walking from the Garden Remembrance down to government buildings. So do it and do it peacefully. And don't give the government any reason to give out about your side of the debate. Now, what I want to get to is the army. And I don't know whether you noticed yesterday, well, I'm sure you did, actually, because it was all over social media and it was trending at one stage. The Irish Army have diluted their regulations um, when it comes to dress code. And, well, some people are saying they're pandering to women. And I'm going to read out this email very quickly. As a sign out, I was reading about the Irish Army allowing women, or those who want to be women... <laughs> To wear makeup, lipstick, false tan, six hairdos. Who came up with the number six, by the way? Who decided six? Anyway, six hairdos. Um, high heels. Now, I don't think they said high heels, by the way. High heels. And also, um, nail varnish. As an ex-army man, I'm disgusted to see the way that women are diluting uh, what is a very disciplined organisation and environment. We will be the laughing stock of the world. Uh, It got me thinking about the world, the way it's changed, and we're giving women opportunities, and I really understand that. But gender quotas in politics and workplaces discriminate against men. Boys are not allowed to be masculine, are not allowed to rough and tumble anymore, as masculinity is seen as some sort of negative or bad thing. Uh, They are told it's okay for them to cry and be like women, and they need to express their feminine side. Then we have this group of men that are trying to be women. And God only knows why it's uh, possibly uh, because of the female influences in their lives. There is no male school teachers in primary schools. Women get more scholarships in colleges. Women are the ones promoting the LGBT stuff in colleges and softening the world that we live in. It's just getting crazy in this world. And I blame, and I blame this squarely at the feet of women and the men who are pandering to them like the white knights. Look what's happening. 
justice in Ireland since the last previous two uh, of the three previous justice ministers were women. It's falling apart. The education system teaching gender ideology. Again, it's a female minister for education. Media is a mess at the moment. Again, it's a female minister for communications. You see a pattern Nile? A very obvious pattern? Can you please talk about it on your show? It's really important. All right. We do want to focus very much on the army, I suppose, and what they've done by diluting um, I suppose, the regulations. And he's what, what, he is right in what he says. It's a very disciplined organisation. And the Irish Army, I'm just reading the story here from the Irish Times yesterday, grooming regulations for the Defence Forces personal, personnel are to be relaxed from Thursday with men permitted to grow beards and women allowed to wear fake tan, nail polish, makeup and lipstick uh, and six hairdos. This forms part of an effort to make the military career more attractive to young people and women, while also maintaining strict regulations surrounding personal appearance. Now, I, how is that strict regulations? Now, the American Army, by the way, in case you thought we were on our own with this, they're even worse. They said women can wear lipstick, nail, nail polish, earrings, hairstyles, twists and locks as opposed to buns in an effort to stop hair damage and loss um, stemming from hairstyles like a bun. And the army also proved healthier lifestyle options are, that are more inclusive of various natural styles. They also said they also additionally breastfeeding and pumping soldiers are now permitted to wear undershirts to, to better accommodate their needs. Imagine them running up now, you know, on the, I don't know, the beaches doing an invasion. Hang on, stop. I have to feed me baby. Anyway, anyway let's get your opinions of this. I want to talk to Minnie Mooney, who's an independent journalist. Minnie, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. Thanks for having me on. How are you? You're so welcome to our 150th episode today, by the way. Can I just point oh, out? Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully we get a lot of people on today that were on at the very first episode going back seven uh, seven months ago or so. But Mooney, lovely, lovely to have you on, Minnie. And, uh, you know, as a woman, uh, it would be hard for you not to try and defend this. But is it defendable at all? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I, I never actually agree with the whole, as a woman, it would be something you know what I mean I never agree with that. as a man it would be this do you know what I mean because I think it assumes a lot on the part of someone based on like their immutable characteristics which I I never like even though I hate to disagree with you um, okay. but no I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to defend it but I don't really I don't really care if the defense forces want to wear lipstick or makeup as long as they get the job done and that's kind of my thoughts on the subject is it's not necessarily taking away from the discipline that I think... But it is taking away from the discipline, discipline, isn't it? it what's the whole idea of discipline is you have rules. Yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, you're doing a job. It shouldn't be about how you look while you're doing that job. If you can do your job, well, I don't care what you look like. And I think that applies to the army and I think it applies across the board. Like, I don't get the, you know, office work where you have to wear a very particular set of clothes some of the time because... um. Yeah, do, for, do you not? Like, I mean, let's no, say, I let's say politicians going into the doll. Do you not believe there should be a dress code, say, in Parliament or the doll, as we call it in this country? Do you not think there should be a dress code? When you see a politician walking in in scruffy jeans and a T-shirt, you know, what does that say about the person? What does it say about the man? What does it say about the woman when they don't, when they can't even make an effort to dress up? Do you know what I mean? I know, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's nice to look nice, it's nice to look respectable, um, but at the end of the day, if you can get the job done, then that's much more important to me. Like, I think Donald Trump looked ridiculous, for example, his hair, and the same with Boris Johnson, you know what I mean, with their hair and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of people thought that they got the job done, so that's really where the focus was. It reminds me of um, when everyone blew up here about 
Ron DeSantis eating something with his hands. And I was listening to some radio program and they were saying really how important are manners um, in a politician. Oh, they're very important and table manners are very important. And I remember thinking like, no, they're not because I like table manners. I like manners in general. I like politeness and I like people to dress a particular way and look a particular way. I would always try to myself. But at the end of the day, if you're a politician, it's about whether or not you can be a politician well. And if you're in the army, it's about whether or not you can go out and do the job well. And I don't really care what you look like. I understand that. And, and, And everybody should be themselves. And I get that. But when you're in a disciplined organisation, particularly an organisation that's an army or a defence force that could go to war, for example, you know, and yeah. I will be talking to somebody later on who's a female who's in the defence force and she even thinks it's a bit daft, right? But the idea that mm-hmm. you're going to be, you know, putting your nail varnish on and your lipstick on and your fake tan. I mean, the idea they even mentioned fake tan in the, in the Irish Times yesterday because they're, that's what the army said, fake mm-hmm. tan. And they're allowed six different hairstyles or hairdos, as they call them, right? I don't know who come up with the number of six, by the way. That's, that's obviously some sort of universal number. But anyway, I mean, mm-hmm. realistically, I mean, we think of men and women in the army. Mind you, there are very few women in the Defence Forces. And that's nothing to do with the Irish government or anybody stopping them going in because they've been advertised for years to try and push women in. Women just don't gravitate towards us, right? But either mm-hmm. way, the idea that you would allow them to, you know, to, to, to express themselves like this in what is very, which is the military, to me, just seems bizarre. They, we, we didn't allow men to wear beards in Angarda Shikana for a long, long time, and I still don't think they do. They have to get permission because there's a reason behind it. You know, that if they have a longer kind of beard that somebody can grab them by it or whatever, if they're in a scuffle or, or you know, if they had long mm-hmm. hair, somebody can grab them by it, you know. So there's, there's reasons behind all of these things. If you have extensions on your nails, how are you going to take a gun apart? You know what I mean? So the, there's mm-hmm. reasoning behind all of this. Yeah, absolutely. No, there is for sure. Um, and I think the idea of the long nails definitely is, um, that's a bit ridiculous and it's a bit impractical. Um, but again, I would say for me, as long as it's not framed as like a celebration, I don't think, you know, wearing fake tan and fake nails and lipstick or whatever is a real like celebration of who you are. And I don't think it's something we should be really, really upholding. But equally, if you're in the army, just for example, and you're trying to be disciplined for me it's not about how you look it's about the effort that you're putting in it's can you show up on time can you have good relationships with people can you be proactive can you follow orders can you listen and so if you're spending too long doing your hair or putting on your fake tan and it takes away from how disciplined you can be and the things that actually matter then it's a problem but if you want to show up and you're going to show up well and you're going to show up on time but you just look a particular way but you can still get the job done then I have no problem with it for men or women Okay, well, stay there for a second because I want to go to Carl Dieter. Uh, Carl, of course, a social and political <laughs> commentator now nowadays, commentator on everything. Um, Carl, I, I, I got a picture in the scene. You know, the billets are there. The 7% women in the Irish Army, by the way. So they're all in there in the billet. The sergeant major comes running in the door. The UK have just invaded men and women. We need to get out there onto the beaches. And the and some woman turns around, hold on, I need to go in and put my makeup and my fake tan on. I mean, I'm not, by the way, I totally come across complete misogynist, but that's the kind of way this comes across. Isn't it? Uh, it certainly is. <laughs> exactly. You, you framed it up in the, in the, with the baddest introduction possible. Thanks again. Uh, look, my point would be pretty simple. You know, you can say like, I don't care how someone in the army looks, and and that's and you know, I'm broadly in agreement with it with it with the other lady on this. But the army may care how they look, because you've got to ask yourself, like, what are they hoping to achieve? Is there any link between fake tan and better soldier performance? I don't think there is. I think it's just a, a, a quest for personal preferences. 
But some environments have the foundation in certain practices. I mean, if you go on a building site, everyone wears hard hats and high visibility vests, even though some of them could say, look, I've, I've never had something hit me in the head or, you know, I only work in the daytime shirt and I'm, I'm uh, yeah. putting up like painting the outside of buildings. There's nothing to high vis and no risk to anyone. But you'll even see architects go on to building sites in a suit and with a hard hat. And I always thought that was like a funny look, but I'm just saying that it's a, it's a real thing. So if the army and a large part of military is really about the sum of the parts being greater than the individual, well, then why are we struggling to, to bring in individual uh, individualism into something where the whole strength is based upon the uniformity, the, mm. the group power, the ability to, to, to bond together with no, uh, with, with no differences between people, which is why when people go into boot camp, for instance, on day one, I don't know about the Irish military, but lots of my relatives went through the American military, they shave your head and you're not even referred to as a soldier. You're just called a recruit. Because until you've earned your place, you don't bear the right to do that. So, like, I think if you're going to go into the military, you should understand, A, you're not going in there to, to, to find your individual self. You're actually going in there to be part of a group and within that, find better traits within yourself, but not to express them. And second is to say that if we start to bring what are effectively fashion requests into the military, are you going to have better performance by the female soldiers Will it, for instance, even be a distraction to some of the men's soldiers? I don't know. I'm not an expert on them. I just mm. don't know what they're hoping to achieve with okay, it. Okay, so reason, you think we're delusing it, it or feminizing sense. it in some way? Uh, well, that, I wouldn't really describe it as that. I'd just be saying that like, what we're doing is taking something that is really about procedures, process, uniformity, you know, military precision, and we're turning it into something where it's like, well, you know, let's have some more like free expression of the self. And my understanding of the military throughout all of history is that was never what it was there to achieve. Okay, can I, well, well, just before I come back to me, let's, let's kind of venture off slightly away from this and the email that was sent in to me in relation to a guy giving out that we're feminizing the world in some way, right? And he talks about gender quotas and he talks about the idea of gender quotas and he talks about the previous Minister for Justice and this Minister for Justice being both female and look at the state of the justice system. He's talking mm -hmm. about the fact that he doesn't have faith in this world and basically what he's saying is that we're trying to make masculine or masculinity look like a bad or negative thing. There's no, he mentions there's no uh, female primary school teacher or male primary school teachers and that men don't have, you know, male role models when they're young. Do you agree with all of that? Well, I, I don't think we're trying to feminize the world. The world has always been feminized because historically there has always been more women than men. Uh, and and I, that's just a, a population vagary that, that occurs. Um, you know, but I, I would take the point, for instance, about a, a close to, to nine out of 10 primary school teachers are women. What's the reason for that? Why is there no gender quota there? Why is there no gender quota on, um, you know, nurses who work in um, maternity hospitals. Why is there no gender quota on iron workers saying that it has to be women? What, what happens is people come up with these theoretical things, usually comes from social science academics who they're, they're not really scientists, they're, they're, they're mostly activists and alarmists. And they say, oh, you're, you're misrepresented. As if representing anyone requires you to have a certain plumbing between your legs or other skin color or, or social identity or something like that. It's all nonsense. Meritocracy dies in the face of things like this, which is why you've got that big scandal with Harvard and you know all these other things happening around the world. So like we never tried to feminize prisons and say, look, men overwhelmingly are going to prison versus women. Let's like just arrest a load of women to make that fair. 
you would never do these things because they are actually ridiculous. And so I think I think gender quotas are one of those things where people look at a disparity or a difference between two groups and they see that as an ill within of itself, but they don't bother to look into it. And you see it. The, but the but, but, there, but there, there was a situation, and we can't deny that. And sorry, Minnie, I'm going to come back to you in a second. That you can't deny there was a situation where there wasn't a balance. I mean, there wasn't the same opportunities. Now, I know we can't guarantee the same outcomes for people, but there may not have been the same opportunities for a long time for women. I'm not saying that exists now, but there was right, that situation. Window, and, and the gender quotas was designed, wasn't it, to give, <laughs> and to give women those extra opportunities. And then once you get that balance, you could probably remove those quotas. But not, let, let, let's be specific. What are you talking about? When, well, when we talk about politics. Let's talk about politics, for example. Because, of course, politicians run the country. And, you know, half of the people in the country are women. So it would be only fair that you would have a female influence in there. Or the same amount of female influence in there. Isn't that the argument? I, I can think that's complete horseshit, um, in, in short. Because I don't, I've never really cared who my politicians are. I just care whether they do a good job. Same way as I don't get too arsed about the fact okay. that in my, my children's school, all of the teachers tend to be women. I want to know, are my children able to read, write, do mathematics? Okay, but sorry, mainly just getting back to you in relation to, generally speaking, we talk mm -hmm. about gender quotas. Do you agree with gender quotas? Particularly, we talk about politics, for example, 30%. Yeah, no, no, I've actually never been a big fan of gender quotas. Um, I think, exactly like Carl said, I think they actually take away from men and they take away from meritocracy but I think for women they're they're very patronizing um, and something that bothers me mostly about them is that particularly nowadays there's much more of a focus on quotas for like gender and race and sexual orientation and all these kind of identity things but there's not as much of a focus on class which to me seems to be the kind of what underpins everything in your life is actually the financial background and sort of economic background that you come from. That's ultimately what's going to help you or prevent you That's from getting forward. That's actually an excellent point. Not, like Carl mm. said, between your legs. And getting back to what Carl said about the army, I mean, the army has always been known as this organization, you know, that is a kind of standardized organization, you know, both for men and women. Mind you, it is only 7% women. But I initially, of course, it was a male-dominated organization. Now we have mm -hmm. women in the army. Why are we changing everything? It's not a fashion show. You know, if you want to express yourself, go into a different career, not the army. But not, the, the thing that, that Minnie said there, by the way, is a really, really great point. And it's one I've been making for years is that class and, and, and basically wealth are really the ultimate dividers. Like, for instance, people say, oh, there's too much racism. You see horrific amounts of racism in Africa between two uh, black tribes. And you've seen it before, you know, huge massacres mm. between uh, the, the, the Tutsis and the Hutus. Like, terrible stuff happens. Massive amounts of racism in Nigeria between uh, Igbo people and the Yorubas. There's all these different things that happen. And really, what I would say is that the big issue at the heart of it is actually about social class. So, I mean... Okay, but, but let, let me just go back to Minnie because I, I need to get to people very quickly, Carl. I want to keep you there as well. But Minnie, just in relation to what Carl said about the army, I want to focus back on that again because that was the reason we started this conversation today. That, look, if you want to express yourself, the army is not the place to do it, really. If you want to have some sort of identity... Or individual yeah, but, identity. Um, yeah, yeah, and I find, like, I agree uh, with Carl about a lot of the stuff, but um, this one word that kept coming back to me with that was, you know, uniformity. And obviously there should be an amount of uniformity within the army, but the whole, like, the root of the word uniformity, hence, like, uniform. And so they're not getting rid of the uniform. Like he mentioned, you know, you wear a high-vis and a hard hat on a building site. They're not getting rid of the uh, helmets that you have to wear in the army. 
So they're, well, they're accessorizing it, aren't they? <laughs> they're accessorizing no, it. They're accessorizing. No, because there's a difference. I think if they said you can spray paint your hat whatever color you want, and you can, you know, put like badges and clips on your um, army jacket, then that would be totally different. But all of this stuff is basically what's going underneath um, your uniform, which is ultimately going to go on top, and that's what people are going to see. And so there is definitely still that uniformity there because it's all about what's underneath. But I will say. Um, I think it's a shame that as much as I have no problem with, you know, everything I've mentioned, um, I think it's a shame that women are being encouraged to join the army by being told that they can keep their makeup. And that is something that's... Yeah, it's kind of keeping with the stereotype, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I get you. It is, absolutely. You know, because I don't like, obviously, you don't join the army to kind of, you know, be... I know, I know, don't get me wrong, and I, I agree with you, Minnie. I feel sorry for women and young girls. You know, I have a 14-year-old stepdaughter, and, you know, already, you know, she feels that pressure to wear makeup. Um, and and I, I feel sorry for young girls from a very young age that feel this kind of social pressure <laughs> that they have to cover their faces, essentially, by wearing makeup all the time. I mean, you yeah. know, you don't really have to do that. Most women are beautiful anyway. You don't really have to do that. So I, anyway, listen, I got to go into a quick break. Thank you very much indeed, Minnie. Stay, and stay with me, Carl, if you want to, please. I want to come to Sersha as well. <laughs> Minnie Mooney, thank you very much indeed. I'll take a quick six-second break. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. Don't forget, by the way, if you want to get involved in the conversation, it's 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. Stay with me, Carl. Sersha, hi, how are you? Yeah. Nice to talk to you. Hello, Niall. How are you? Good. Uh, Sersha, you, you heard the conversation. When we started off <laughs> the conversation about the army, with an email from a guy who believes that the world is becoming too feminine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I can't even get into responding to that point because it's so moronic. But generally, what I have been listening to here, it's, I am aghast once again at how poorly this, this podcast will age. And just to go back to the rules. <laughs> go on. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm listening. I am listening with great intent. Sorry. Just to go back to what the rules are, what the, the changes are, there's no mention, just to correct yourself. Of, of fake nails. There's no mention of that. Okay, so let's be very clear. There's a huge difference between fake nails and nail polish, which I think we all know. They mention fake tan, lipstick, beards. Okay, and nobody is referring to the fact that last year they spoke about the fact that they, they are really concerned that they will not meet the recruitment requirements by 2028. So to me, this is very simple. They are introducing a certain amount of flexibility and surface level appearances, okay, to to encourage people to join the defense forces. And that's it. That's it. That's the end of the story. So this conversation is, is just it'll, be, it'll age, will it, very quickly, this conversation. It, it won't age well. <laughs> right. You sound like the conversations of the 50s where we wondered, could women wear pants? It's like that. It's another version of that. And Carl, you said something. The world has always been feminized because there have always been more women than men. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means that the influence of women is not some new thing. It's, there's always been an influence of women. It's always been... Yeah, okay, but the, do you understand that 
feminized has nothing to do with the number of women. It is feminine qualities that are prevalent in a society. And I don't have ever lived in a society where it was ruled by feminine qualities and values because they are, if, if, I don't know if either of you know what they are, but they are No, because we're both stupid, obviously. Yeah, you assume everybody else is stupid apart from yourself, but go on, sorry. You know, okay, well, I, I know, just, just to be fair. Where student, stupid, but what I have done is I have listened to, and, and many, all three of you, just talk utter nonsense. Nonsense. And I'm telling you now, come back to this in five years. And this, this will be funny, Niall. You will be laughing. <laughs> yeah, so look, Gosh, oh, okay. I would say this. Go on, Carl. The, the idea that, that the world has I'm always been feminized. Hold on, let Carl respond to what, let Carl respond to what you said. Say, I have to say this, Carl, your line is very bad. I just, it's, a, it's, distro- it's, um, it's peaking or something, that's all. <laughs> I, okay. Go ahead. Well, look, I don't, I don't know what to do about that. Same way as I don't know what to do about irrational arguments that are being made. So uh, I'll just have to say, live with them. But look, the idea that, that the world has always been feminized, what I'm saying is the influence of women and the women uh, positive contribution or negative contribution, it has always been part of life. But what the other caller is referring to is that there's nowhere that you've ever had women, you know, kind of ruling the roost. It's really just not true because there actually are still to this day many societies that are known as matriarchal societies and they exist in uh in south america in china in parts of africa in asia uh you've got them in in many different places uh indian subcontinent so they aren't the dominant uh society and they certainly that that doesn't seem to be the case you know the more amplified testosterone hunter-gatherer alpha males have tended to be the ones who shape society more but it would be simply nonsensical to think the women's contribution to the world, also being the, 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 the gender that appears in greater numbers, hasn't had a massive influence on it in almost every way. And you can say that, that that's not feminization. I would say it is. I mean, even just the, the very fact that we all have to coexist and, and express ourselves and do all of these things, you can't do that in denial of what your underlying gender is. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's, oh, it's a, a certain amount of qualities that just go one direction. But there are societies where that happens. We know we know that for a fact. So, you know, your, your other caller's point is false. But it's just to say, yeah, we do live in a world where men probably shape more of it. But to deny the contribution of women, it's just to deny the sun in the sky. It's just not the way it is. I mean, I mean, Saoirse, when, when you look at the influences on young men, for example, in this country, you know, we have something like 95% of primary school teachers are female. I mean, men are lacking that uh, those kind of male influences in their lives at a very young age. We su- almost suggest that masculinity is some sort of horrible thing. Okay, do you, either of you have either of you considered the reason why there is such a massive amount of women in teaching? Because it comes back to the, the way that the, the, the society is run by men in power. Will I explain this to you? Oh, please do. I think you okay. probably you probably so, will, whether you want you to or not. Yeah. The reason, the re- well, you know, forgive me for my tone, having just been called irrational as soon as I enter the conversation. You, 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 I said your argument was irrational, not not you. You seem, oh, well, look, I'm, I'll reserve judgment, I, I but the argument was irrational. But you do you do seem patronizing, in fairness. I've said this to you before, Serge, anyway, but go on. Make your point. Okay, well, you know, maybe I am. Maybe there's good reason. So the reason that the, the teaching is uh, overwhelmed with women is because... Teaching is one of the only careers that gives a humane work 
work-life balance for a woman who is having a child. And why is that? Because the rules set for what we get in terms of childcare and maternity leave are set by a government that is predominantly male because they do not go through that experience. Absolute and utter nonsense. And you do know, by the way, those rules are absolutely abused by school teachers. They're they're abused by school teachers. I'm telling you now, and I can give you lots of evidence in relation to that, where school teachers will purposely conceive at a certain time of the year so they don't get pregnant during the school holidays. Can I finish? Or have a baby during the school holidays. Your way of thinking has to change. No, my way of thinking is the right way because I can tell you now, I understand the point you're making and maybe that was the motive originally for women wanting to go into that particular industry, but that is being abused wholesale at the moment and I know this for a fact because I've spoken to many school teachers female school teachers about this and they will tell you they purposely don't have babies during the school term they will purposely if they're going to have a baby or planning to have a family they will design it so the baby is born in September and they still get their maternity leave on top of their school holidays my point here is it's very important okay you need to listen to this I I need to internalize what I'm about to say okay yeah you are talking about abuse when you are actually describing a woman who is doing everything she can to give her child. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But there's a limit to what workplaces can do. It's not everybody's fault that women are the only ones capable of, you know, having a child. We get that. But we do everything we can to accommodate that as much as we can. Excuse me. I have to finish this point. And I will not remain in this conversation if I am constantly interrupted. The point I am making, you refer and I'm sure Carol refers refers all the time to the importance of the family. Okay, the family unit is the bedrock of our society. It is what what makes a functional society, okay? Well, the, the, the bedrock of the family is the mother and the child relationship. So you're talking about abuse when what you're really saying is a woman is taking advantage of the limited the, the bedrock. Hold on, I want to go back to what you just said there. Okay, it's really important. Serena and James, sorry, but a second. The bedrock of the family is the mother and child stop. relationship. I will not stop talking. No, 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 no. I want no. Go back to what you just said very quickly. The bedrock of a family is the mother and child relationship. So where I, where does the father come into this bedrock? Do he, he doesn't would, come into it? Does I he would, not? I would say the most important fundamental relationship is mother and baby, and then. When that is secure, the father is absolutely oh. essential. essential. Oh, only when that's secure. Only when that's that. secure, yeah. yeah no, I, okay. You have to, you, look, I, I, have to agree with that. No, no, I don't agree with it, Karen. I don't agree that the mother and child is the bedrock of a family. I believe that all three are the bedrock of a family. And other circumstances can happen. But every all three of them are equally important in, the, in a family. Okay, well, if, if, you, if you look at... Important, Nile. If you want everyone gets a star, the fact is the relationship between the mother and the infant is like nothing else. I wouldn't disagree with you. There is a maternal instinct between a woman and her child. I don't disagree with that. That's the bedrock. I don't believe that's the bedrock of the family, by the way. Look, 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 okay, look okay, so well, 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 hang on. I, I just have to give everyone a chance to talk, sir. Just stay there just a second. Sorry, Carl. What are you trying to say but quickly before I go to Sabrina? Sorry. Sorry, if you look at the outcomes of children who lose mothers versus children who lose fathers, children who lose fathers 
fare far better than children who lose mothers. So I think there is something that, that tilts the balance towards women as being the foundational element of family formation. And you all also overwhelmingly see it in relationships when they break up, that women are the ones that's minding children. Uh, sometimes it may or may not be with the, the father's consent. The courts tend to veer towards women. I don't think there's any problem with accepting a social circumstance because I don't see it as having bad outcomes, that women tend to be the ones who contribute greater to, uh, to the, the, the foundational supports within families. Okay, well, do me a favour. Stay, stay there if you can, but with me. Let me just go to uh, Sabrina. Sabrina, hi, how are you? Hi, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually an ex-army reservist. Um, I served in the FCA many years ago, and I spent six years in it. And we had strict grooming rules. That, like as a woman, I had long hair. I had to make sure that my hair was tied up in a bun. And I'm telling you, I used so much brill cream to make sure my hair wasn't out of place because otherwise we would have gotten in so much trouble over it, and the rest of the platoon would have been punished for it. Uh, we were not allowed to wear makeup. We were not allowed to wear nail varnish. Fatal. And at the at the time at the time um, at the time when I was in it, um, this is like the early early two thousands, like. I, there wasn't really much fake tan on the pro on the shelves as the, as there is today. So like, but women were still allowed. Like we, if, if we went to in, went to the army mess afterwards, women were allowed to dress whatever way they please once they're off duty. So like, like in any job that you go into, you have to you have to dress in the uniform. Like I, I also worked in, in a hotel and we had a re uniform dress code there too. Like, um, like yes, women were allowed to wear makeup if they wanted to while, while, when working there. But when you're in the army, you don't have time to be putting on your makeup and spraying fake tan on yourself because like like especially during our, uh, our during boot camp, for example, like, you know. I know, I was, was, like, I was oh, in the go, FCA. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Oh, up, 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 get out, get out, get get out. And like, and as for like, you know, like having very long nails, like how are you going to strip a weapon? Like, <laughs> and put it back they together. They don't mention long like, nails. They, they don't mention long I nails. Can we clarify that, please? Is there a fact checker on this? <laughs> Is there a fact checker? Hold on, I like, hold on, like, get him. nails, but like, I'm just saying like, you know, <laughs> you have to keep your nails short and neat. You know what I mean? Sorsha thinks it's okay that women should be allowed to express themselves with their lipstick no, no, and makeup. I, and I speak for myself. Can I speak oh, you for can, myself? You can speak they're for yourself, Sorsha. Go ahead. They're, they're also I think let the ladies speak. <laughs> they're, they're also allowing men to have beards. From oh, what boy. I can see from the outside, okay, I'm not in the army, I'm not in the defence forces. This is simply to make it more appealing en masse because the numbers are down. Just like their numbers are down all around. But you think, but you think, well, hang on. No matter whether your numbers are down in any job, you don't sacrifice, you know, the standards of the job just to appeal to more people. That's that's a race to the bottom, isn't it? Things are superficial changes that you are trying to imply are, are going to affect the, the, the person's ability to do the job when they're clearly not. These are not fake nails. This is nail polish. And you are not mentioning the beards that are being... Oh, yeah. I can imagine the Irish army running up the beaches and the enemy looking at them going, don't worry about them. They're shy. Ah, but they look good anyway. That's the main thing. <laughs> the men had to be clean shaven. The, the men had to be clean shaven. They had to have short hair. Um, like almost a buzz cut. Some of them actually shaved their hair. Ha their hair. Um, in some cases, some women actually did an undercut in their hair just because I did myself because my hair was so thick it was impossible to keep it up in a bun all day long. 
and it gets in your way. And the whole the whole thing of keeping your hair tied back is so it doesn't get in your way while you're on duty or while you're out in the ground because it can be really irritating. I don't know if any of you have actually experienced of like, you know, of this, but um, that that's where I think you know the dress code is important, and we sh- and we should take pride in the dress code in the defence forces. I mean, the other okay, thing they're allowed six different you know, hairstyles it, now. Six, there's six. It, they're allowed six hairstyles. Yeah. I mean, does any of you believe that those Catholic priests should be allowed to get married? I mean, can uh, any what, of you what sort of an, anal- what sort of an analogy is that? In this conversation, I realise that times change. Oh, speaking, by the way, speak, speaking of fact checkers, sir, it seems you're looking for a fact checker. I'm looking at a fact here. Single father households do vastly better than single mother. And here's the real reasons why. And they give all the data, data in relation to seven different studies that were found. They found that children from the single mother households are five times more likely to commit suicide than children from un- unbroken households or single father households. Nine times more likely to drop out of school. Ten times more likely to get, uh, get involved in chemical abuse. Fourteen times more likely to commit rape. Twenty times more likely to end up in prison. And 32 times more likely to run away from home in single mother homes rather than single father homes. In front of me, I can tell you. Oh, well, you're looking for your fact checker a minute ago. I just that was just. No, I'm just giving yeah, you a fact. Then. So I'll tell you now. There, I'll text it to you if you want me. Do you want me to text it to you? I'll okay. text it to you. Yeah. No, I would rather not be contacted personally <laughs> rather than just be on the phone. Oh. I'll just say this, Niall. There are so few single father households that 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 those comparisons are silly. Oh and yeah. Also, uh, so still, you asked me a few minutes ago. Where's your fact checker? I just gave you the you facts in relation to a point you made. I am responding to the fact, if you'll allow me, the, fa- the, the poverty that single mothers experience is the problem here, okay? That's the problem. It isn't a single mother situation. It is the poverty and the lack. And I have to say this before it is weaponized. Carl accepted my point. Yeah, but, but Carl was wrong. I, if I had I had the fact when Carl said it in front of me, I would have questioned him too. Carl was actually incorrect in what he said. Spoke about there does not discount what he said. Yeah, what it absolutely, it absolutely does. The relationship between the mother and the infant is so important, but that does not mean that we then lump that responsibility on that woman. We society should be supporting that relationship, and are we you, are not doing that. You don't believe some society supports women at all, do you? We do not support the relationship between the mother and the infant so that oh, that can God. flourish so that we can have a functioning society. No, we can, we don't get me wrong, we can always do better, but to suggest we don't support the relationship between a mother or a child, that we don't support single parents, we do support single parents, there's quite a lot of benefits available for single parents. And the very fact that you talk about poverty and single parenthood, you're absolutely correct, there is a lot of poverty in single parenthood, but that's only because you've got a family with one income. And that doesn't matter whether it's a man or a woman, of course they're going to struggle a bit more. Stay with me for a second, Sarah, if you can. Oh, where's me button gone there? Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, let me go to James O'Conn. James, hi, how are you? Niall, uh, how's it going? Congratulations on the 150th show. Well done. Thanks very much indeed. Sarsha didn't congratulate me. I don't expect her to. Okay. Yeah, actually, while, while Sarsha's there, Sarsha, if you don't mind, could I possibly ask you two questions? Are you for gender quotas? Excuse me? Yeah. 
Oh, I think, um, honestly, I think they're an imperfect solution to a very real problem. And until a better okay. one comes along, I think they're necessary. Yes, I do. Okay. A hypothetical situation, and it could possibly happen because it sounds like your blood pressure's up a bit. You collapse after this show and have a heart attack and you call an ambulance and they take you into the matter hospital. And the nurse says to you, don't worry about Sarsha. We have the five best cardiologists in the world working in this hospital. Uh, number one, two, three, and four are men, and the fifth one is a woman. Who are you going to pick? Is the fifth one the fifth best one? Fifth best one, yeah. Would you have? Would you rather have the number one best cardiologist in the country? I would so have the number one. That's the, that. Of course, I would have the number one. Do I think that the yeah, fifth so, one should be? Do I have a job? Yes, I do. And why? Yeah, you're missing I the point he's making. Number, I think. I think you're I, missing the point. No, he's no, making. the point I'm you're making is. Missing the point is, I'm making. Is, Okay, well, can I point. ask you a question? Well, no, anyway, let, let's hold on. Well, I, before you ask him the question, let's establish the point in case other people missed the point. The point he was making is you wouldn't pick the woman just because she's a woman. You pick the okay, best. Can I, yeah, okay. Well, can I ask you, well, what's your name? there you go. Name? So your whole argument what's is no. Oh, okay, right. If you, if you, congr- James, if you think that wins your argument, you, you don't understand arguments, okay? James, okay. can I ask you a question? In 50 course, years, then. right, right, would yes. you like to see a world where um, women and men, boys and girls, if you have children, right, have the opportunity to be as good as each other at the same job? Would you like to see that in 50 years? Well, let me, uh, let me turn this around on anything. No, no, I've can just I recently... just ask that oh, No, question, no, I, 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 no, no, no. you answer my, the my, Okay. My comment will actually answer your question, if you let me, Okay. I've recently changed careers, and we will go back to the initial point at the, at the start of the show. I've initially, uh, recently changed careers. And when I was training, in my class, there was two women, okay? When we all went to do our, our final tests after the end of the class, right, nine people passed in the class, including two of the women, okay? And two of the women passed with the highest marks in the class. Now, they didn't pass because they were women. They were passed because they were the best. Okay, great, so, lovely story. Nobody, nobody, years, should, like... nobody should get any job or any career because of what they have between their legs. I you would prefer, if I'm, on the opera, I, if I'm on the operating table and I look up at my surgeon, I don't care whether my surgeon is a man, a woman, black, white, Muslim, Jew, whatever. I don't care. I want the best person yes, operating. And I'm just you... using that analogy. So... That's what I want. So to me, I think... Every, every, I mean, Saoirse, we do live in the Western world where most people have equal opportunities. We can't guarantee equal outcomes for people. That just doesn't happen. If you, if you people were in charge 30 years ago, we would not be where we are today. Do you realise that for change to happen, you need to do something today? Do you want we will, to I, Well, to, to, to be fair, us people that you're talking about, the age group we're talking about, probably were in charge 30 years ago. I Go. don't think you were not. Okay, and I don't think... Not me personally, either. not me personally, no. I'm talking about people of our age group. Decision, I don't think any of you had any power in any important decision 30 years ago, okay? No. No, of course we didn't. And, and you know, if this was a male-dominated world 30 years ago, as you say it was, a male-dominated world, who were the ones then who helped to bring in that equality? I mean, It was women, men who made the decisions to bring in that equality, wasn't it? Yeah. They I mean, do you hate the world you live in, Saoirse? Do you hate the world you live in? The world, I, this horrible world that was created by men, do you hate it? Do you hate it so I, much? I, have, you, have you seen 
the news? Have you seen the news lately? Have you? Which news are you referring to? Which which news in particular are you referring to? Everything. Male violence out of control around the world. I, I disagree with war completely. I've said it a million times in this show. I think it's completely unnecessary. Okay, well, the world is controlled by men in power, and we have... Uh, There's also women violence. in power, by the way. Yeah, I mean, a minority. That's, that's, that's uh, and I can give you lots of examples of women who were in power, with the exception of one or two who were good leaders, by the way. I always believe Maggie Thatcher was a good leader. With the exception of one or two, um, I do believe that a lot of women who were in power are not doing a very good job. We had two women in power in Northern Ireland uh, for a period of time. They couldn't even form a government together because they couldn't agree with each other. Well, I suppose because you don't like those those couple of women, we should just not. No, have not those couple of women. Not, 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 not those couple of women. There was a lot of women in power that have made a complete hames of it. Mind you, there's been a lot of men in power that have made a hames of it too. I'm not going to say there wasn't. Yeah, I think so. I okay, think, but, okay. We let, let me go back to the army. Sorry, James. Sertia thinks it's yeah, a great right. idea because it encourages people to go into the army who may, you know, okay. think that these things would hold them back in some way. It's not, Niall. It's not. I am. Um, I was actually at a funeral yesterday which for a friend of mine uh, who was a senior army officer and there was loads of army brass at it. So I was chatting away to them and I asked them about how conditions are in the army. And it's it's got so bad. Like It's like, as you you mentioned about the US Army, I remember I'd seen something on, one, on social media. They were running two ads side by side of recruiting the Russian army and recruiting for the, the US Army. And then the Russian army had all these tough, huge, big muscular men you know, running through walls and jumping out of helicopters. And he had all these, you know, and then the American ad was like, oh, me and my girlfriend are going off to do this. And you're like, it was just total yin and yang, you know. The way the military organization, and there's also one thing that people seem to have, have lost here as well. For the last five years, army guys, and the only branch that are, are allowed have beards, and they must be short beards, were the military police. And I personally, I hate to see beards on the Gardaí and on soldiers. I just think it looks scruffy. You know what I mean? And, and the, the, the idea that ball. women now in the Irish Army can have lipstick, makeup, fake tan. It just looks awful. Li- women, nail varnish. Now, don't get me wrong, Niall. Women have always been allowed. Where, if women have skin problems, and that other lady was on there who was in the reserves could probably would clarify that. Women, if they had skin problems, a medical skin problem, were always allowed to wear face foundation. So they could kind of cover up if they were really self-conscious about it. You know, if they had bad skin for... They might have acne as teenagers and, you know, and stuff like that. And they might have, and stuff. So you were allowed very, very basic foundation. But this thing about fake eyelashes, and we don't know about the whole long nails thing, but, and as someone <laughs> else has mentioned, you could not strip a Steyr rifle or a GPMG or, you know, a 50 caliber machine gun if you had to, um, wearing fake nails, you know what I mean? And in an but I, I didn't see fake nails mentioned anywhere, in fairness. But, but in I saying know, that, in I, I imagine that's the next step, yeah. That's probably the next step. Generally... Generally, okay. in any orders-based organization, to get along, you go along. And what happens is, if you go in there and say, no, I want to be a man, and I want to wear a skirt, or I want to be a woman, and I want to wear fake eyelashes, long legs, all you're doing is you're sticking your head up, you're going to be seen as a troublemaker. Number one, life will be made extremely hard for you. You will never get promoted. You'll go into the army as a general service recruit. You might make corporal. If you do get a commission the max you'll get is to a captain. Anything after that, you will get no for Okay, okay. So, uh, well, thank you for that, James. Let me just go to... Ma- well, okay, well, hang on. I, I need to go to Morris. He's been waiting ages. Sorry, I do apologise, Morris. There's so many people want to get on today. Um, go ahead, Morris. Um, get, getting back to the army. Happy, 
Yeah, happy 150th. Uh, this is the first time I've got on. I've been trying 150 times to get off. <laughs> happy anniversary. Well, you're not, you're not happy yeah. with what Serge is saying. Hey, I don't. You listen, I'm, I'm an ex-soldier. I was in the army. I'd done my first duty in 1979 when John Paul was here. And my grandchildren here, granddad, saying, I was on the wall when John Paul was here. Nobody was going to kill him on my watch because I had me gun. And it was a great time to be alive. The Army's a great place, but I'll tell you why this is not going down too well with me. You've seen the documentaries on the television about how women were treated in the Irish Army. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me... The women of honour, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And, it's, and it was probably worse than that. And to me, this is the Army top brass trying to pay homage. Ah, let them have nails. Let them have hair. Let them have... Um, and should we get more in? And we'll take it easy on them. We'll, we'll go gentle on them. They're only little women. You know, if you train a woman up as properly as you do a soldier, a male and a female soldier, she'll give you a run for your money, 100%, and they're committed. And I'll give you one example. Here's the example you'd probably never hear, and I'm glad I'm going to say it on your 150 show. I had a war colleague who was walking outside a barracks, and the gates opened up on the east coast of Ireland, and the recruits came running out to do their running, you know, a five-mile run or whatever. And there was a young girl up front with a hajib on her from the Muslim community. And she's living her dream because she's living in a country where she can go and join the Irish army because of a different headdress. And I admire her for following her dreams. Mm-hmm. And he was dumbfounded by it because he's an ex-soldier and so am I. And I said, you know, I said, nothing should stop you from wanting to accomplish what you want to do in life or if it's your dream to join the defence forces. And fair play to her. She got stuck in like the rest of them. And she's accepted. But, but that's different. If, if somebody is of a culture that wears a turban or a hijab or yeah. whatever it happens, that's a different situation. That's a cultural thing that they must wear or they have to wear. And it's not going to impede them doing their job. And if it does impede them doing their job, they shouldn't be allowed to wear it. But here's the thing. Because we but, but wearing, hang on, wearing lipstick or nail varnish is not yeah. something that's necessary. It's an accessory. All it is is pandering to women. It's trying to get more people in. It's yeah, trying yeah. to get more people Yeah, Saoirse, in. what are you saying to Morris? What do you think, Noel? Yeah. What's Saoirse saying to you? There? Sorry, Saoirse, what are you saying to Morris? I'm just, I'm just saying it's interesting that you are so concerned that we are patronizing women, yet you, you seem to think that women will not be able to go into the army and, and just do what they want to do. Like, I find what you are saying... That's complete and utter nonsense. You're not listening very carefully. You're not putting your listeners. Morris has just told you that women do a wonderful job in the army and they can be just as good as men. Nobody's denying that. What are you talking about? What he said was was they're trying to promote women to come in and retreat them nicer. If a woman wanted to join the army, she's going to take it as seriously as she wants to. Well, then then why are you bringing in... If if Morris is incorrect about plumazing women, why are they bringing in the rule? Why are they saying, we let you wear your lipstick and your fake tan and your nail varnish if they're not plumazing women? Of course they're plumazing women. Because they need numbers. Yeah, of course. That's exactly the point that he's making. They're plumazing women. But they're they're changing. They're changing the rules just to satisfy women. They're the rules. Or blokes who want to wear nail varnish. None of those changes relate to physical strength and ability. Oh. If they were promoting women in the way you're saying, they would be saying, "Oh, you know, you don't need to be fish. You don't need to be whatever." It's just fake tan. It's, it's removable. If it's just 
Why would you want to wear it? If you're in the army, why do you need nail varnish, lipstick, false tan? Why? If you're in the army, wear that when you're going to a nightclub. You're not going to a nightclub, you're going to war. You are obsessed and the numbers will continue to fall. Who? What numbers are going to continue to fall? They, they will not. They are trying desperately to recruit. And if they don't make it more appealing and flexible, they will not do so. End of story. Well, okay, sorry. Yeah, well, I don't know what we need to do next then. I don't know what to encourage more people in. Do we Do we allow women? I don't know. Well, sorry, Morris, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Noel. I was just saying that if Sarsha wants to find out what them documentary was about, the way women were badly treated, sexually abused, oh, and maligned that, in the Mark. army. Everybody knows all and about that. And did you watch it? We've all read about it. And did you watch it? I did, yes. And I did you did. watch it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and how did it make you feel? You're using that now. You're using that now to, 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 to speak down I'm not to using anything. More. I'm making you aware. I can't I'm making you aware of the fact. We've no. all have seen yeah. that. Yeah, no. And any, a woman, I know. And any young girl, yeah, any young girl that watched that would not go into the army. Like, if that's what you do to you when you go into the army, why would I bother spending a career in a misogynistic okay. male world? Yeah, so that's right. That's what it is. So this is their way of saying, oh, we'll, we'll loosen up the rules a bit and give them a few things. We'll, just, we'll get a couple of in, you know? But it's he said, not, women are treated as second-class citizens in the army. And, and can I, women can were treated as second-class citizens in the army. Are the numbers of recruits for men, are they not also struggling? Like, this is, nobody wants to join that But, now. but you're missing the whole point he's making, Sergio. It would have been better of the Irish Army to address the things that were brought up in the Women of, uh, of Honour, for example. Then, Rather than this stupid nonsense of you can wear lipstick and fake tan. That's not really what women yeah. want. Real women who want a job in the army are not really interested in that stupid sort of stuff, accessorizing while they're in the army. Yeah. This is a separate issue. It's, you're, but you're actually completely missing the point he's making. It would have served the army better to address properly the issues within the army when it came to sexism, being the, the male misogyny yeah. that was in the army, the sexual abuse yeah. that happened, and the physical abuse of women, the bullying I, of women, rather than saying the way we're going to address it and get more women in is to let you wear lipstick and makeup. I there agree. I agree that that needs to be addressed separately, of course. Oh. But doing this is not, there's no problem with doing this also. And you are actually being sexist in your response oh. to it. No, 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 you're the one being sexist here, Sarsha. One question. Yeah, go ahead. Can I ask Sarsha one question, please? Yeah. Sarsha, if somebody approached you from the military that. services and said, it's Morris. If somebody approached you from the military services and said, we heard you on the show, would you like to come in and do a, a two-week trial with us in the women and serve as a woman in the army? Would you give it a go if they asked you to come in for a two-week trial? I have absolutely no interest in that, Morris. You have no interest in going into I? the army and trying it out as a woman, but still you'll stand here and, and tell the rest of us we're wrong. And I'm an ex-soldier. And I know what goes I, on in the I, army. So the, 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 the category of person here, okay, is female soldier. You're an ex-soldier. I'm a female. We're all entitled to have an opinion here, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. But look at me to say, you shouldn't run down something or come outside for something if you're not prepared to give it a go yourself. Like, what's your, what's your job okay. in life? Would I, would I have a go at you and your job in life and give it a go and see how I, I mean, if I can get out of my working class background? Why am I not allowed to comment on an issue that it impacts women being a woman? I, I can't believe that you're so 
adamant on this subject and you're not even willing to give it a try. So why would anybody be interested in listening to your opinions when okay, you don't even want to give it a go? I mean, this, this the whole show is based on people having opinions on things that they may or may not be impacted by. So I don't really understand your point. Okay, well, stay there for a second. I've got to go to Lorenzo as well. Thank you, Morris, for that. Appreciate it. Lorenzo, hi. How are you? Hi, guys. How you doing? Congratulations. <laughs> that, oh, thanks very much indeed. You, everybody's congratulating me today on the 150th episode, with the exception of Saoirse, but I wouldn't expect that from her, to be honest with you. Go ahead. Well, it's fine. It's fine. No, I, I, look, I think that the, the problem is that everything has to be political, and it's missing the point of why. I mean, if, as you were saying, like, it, it's this thing of... Um, um, fake town or makeup, everything is basically just to promote something that shouldn't be promoted. I mm. mean, if a woman or a man wants to join the army, he doesn't want to join it because of the fancy uniform or if he if he if she can or cannot put makeup on, she will join the army because they want to serve the country. It doesn't matter how they are dressed. Full stop. So it, it's, it's stupid to think about allowing or not makeup. It basically just, it, it's not to make, agree with something or not. It's just, it, it's, it's just political thing. That yeah, this is just superficial. This is just some, some attempt to make it look attractive to women. So I don't know even yeah, who made this decision. You know what I mean? To and do it, this. It's, it's basically stupid because when you go to the army, you want certain characteristics. You want someone strong psychologically and physically. You want someone that can... Emotionally shoot. as well, obviously. Yeah. Tec yeah. Technically someone that do not care about, or, or at least it's not fussy about shooting to somebody else. And someone that will basically be able to follow orders with... Yeah, and not, and not spend 20 minutes in the bathroom putting their makeup and their lipstick on. No, it, it's, it's something that you are can, not... Can you not... Sarah, do you not see what people are trying to say? And do you not understand why possibly you're one of the only people on the air today defending this ridiculousness? Can I just say, you're talking about the time it takes to put on fake tan. Do you know or the makeup. time that yeah. the people... These, do you know the time these people spend um, perfecting their, their uniforms so they're immaculate? Is that also a waste of time? They wouldn't be doing that if they were going into war. That, the, the uniform is part of the job. That is a part. The, yes. Do you understand the reason for a uniform, don't you? It's to do with discipline. You understand why they have to have their shi their boots shiny and their buttons shiny. It's the, to do with the discipline. That is the order. Putting, you putting on nail varnish is nothing to do with discipline, Sergio. It's you pathetic. You are freaking out over over time. When my point is that they spend time on their appearance anyway. So this is just I I don't have time. Speaking of time for this, okay? Dina. I think this is moronic. I think that in five years you'll look well, back. I, I think in five years you'll look back, Sersha, and you listen to the show and you'll see that everybody completely disagreed with you and you come across like a fool. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Lorenzo. I do apologize. No, no, that's uh, fine. I mean, uh, it's Lorenzo, just, I think it's... Lorenzo, do you agree with, say, we talked in a more general sense, because uh, somebody had sent an email earlier on saying the world has become quite feminine. 
you know, the, the idea that we have, you know, 95% roughly of primary school teachers are women, that men don't have male role models when they're very young in school, all those kinds of things. Do you think that's a problem? I think that the, what is happening is that basically, for some reason, I mean, that basically, obviously, the work movement and gender equality and blah, blah, blah movement is basically that we have to put guilt that up to now, men were guilty of doing something wrong. Yeah. And then, so now we have to be probably obviously go on the extreme. I, you know, and, and I don't buy into this whole idea that the world was a misogynistic world, a patriarchy, because and all this kind of negativity from primarily women, well, not all women by the way, can I point out, most women are quite appreciative of the world around them, but the, the, well, the, the, the stronger feminists, because let's be clear about it, it's very difficult to operate a world because you're always going to have people disagreeing with each other, countries disagreeing with each other and the fact that in the last thousand years in particular, with, I suppose, all the upset that we've had to the Reformation, to all the different wars and time, the conquests, everything that we've got to this point now where, okay, you might look at the world around you and say, well, there's a war in Palestine and Israel, Ukraine and Russia. Um, but realistically, you know, what could be happening could be an awful lot worse. And men, as you rightly said, or somebody said earlier on, you know, were more or less in control of that for the last thousand years. I don't think they've done such a bad job. Yes, it's not perfect, but it's not such a bad job. So we should be thankful. We shouldn't be giving out about them and making it some sort of negative thing. Now we're in a situation where, yes, we appreciate the role of women in society, and absolutely there should be equal opportunity. But we can't demand the same outcomes for women. That's entirely up to women to get those outcomes themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's the problem in terms of I found it that on my on as a personal experience when I was in university, the idea of you have to do something. No, you you must have the opportunity, the chance to do something. Then it's up to you if you want to do it. Mm. So it's not that you have to, I mean, from my point of view was that when I was in university, in college, I, 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 I was student president and a few times I went to meetings and congresses with like high school students that they wanted to see what was the university and the question and blah, blah, blah. And there was this idea of, oh no, but I have to go to university. No, you don't have to go to university. You have to have the chance of going to the university as everybody else. But it's not, you're not, you're not forced into going to university. And this is the same. And the problem, with, but the problem we have in the world at the moment is, is that there are more opportunities now when it comes to universities for women and girls because there's more scholarships go to girls. Men are more disaffected in society. For example, when we talk about men ruling the world and everybody goes, oh, you know, the men in power are the ones that rule the world. They're a tiny percentage of men in the world. They don't represent the vast majority of real men. You know, a huge proportion of people who are seriously disaffected are men. Most people in prison are men. Most people who are out in the street are men. Most of the victims of violent crime in this world are men. Most people who commit suicide are men. Most people who die in wars are men. People who do worse in school are generally men. It's like, where's the dominance? Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I know it, it from an historical point of view, obviously, Obviously, a lot of things changed in the really last period of history. And before, yes, I mean, army and everything was men only. But that the reason was that women were a pressure resource. 
Okay, so, we'll, 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 we'll stay there, Lorenzo, just for a second. I want to go to Maureen, too. Maureen, hi. Yeah. Hi, Maureen. Hi, Niall. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, yeah. Men are getting a bit of a bashing here, well, particularly from Saoirse, you know, because she's saying know, women I, need weaker opportunities her. and all that kind of thing. Anyway, back to the army. Should they be wearing lipstick and nail varnish and all sorts of other no. nonsense? No, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's the army. And, uh, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, you see, the army, the army are dressing it all wrong. As you were saying there earlier on, they should be readdressing where they went wrong in the past and building forward, going forward on that. Not this notion of lipstick and, oh God, no. wait, 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 hold on a second. What about the fellow who's going to be in a dress, we'll say? Yeah. Because if you remember, now, about four years ago, the Royal Air Force, they were talking about allowing, you know, men wear skirts and all this kind of thing. And I was going, oh, stop, please stop. Don't tell me this is real. But it actually was, but they, they dropped it. Uh, why back, why back, are they back, trying to why are they, things that were generally masculine right and the army was generally a very masculine place there's no doubt about that yeah but why are they trying mm -hmm. to emasculate the men within the army by doing things like this leave it standardized it's standardized for a reason yeah. because it's for discipline you know the it idea is, yeah, i mean yeah. i mean what next will they be telling men they can wear skirts in the army will they men will. be wearing they nail will. varnish because they will because you know I mean? they, they will, because they did it. They, the Royal Air Force was doing it, and I, I, pro I probably told you before. My father was a navigator the American on, Army. on the Lancaster. It's a joke now. At this yeah, stage. Was, yeah, but my dad was a navigator on the Lancaster. I also had a cousin on a nuclear sub, so I, I come from a line of people in the military, and I grew up on all this. When I'm, I said if he was here today, he'd have a conniption. Mm. I think it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. You join any any force, whether it be Army, Navy, or Royal Air Force, you join it because you want to join. You join it because you want to serve your country and you do your best and you're judged on your best, whether you're man or woman. But I think they're pandering to an ideology. Mm. All this is pandering to a certain ideology. Well, it That's is. Well it, well, it is because there's equality, yeah. right? And here's the yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Because there's equality, and I agree with equality when, it, when we talk about rules and regulations. So we have to be careful the rules yeah, and regulations yeah. bring in because it's available to both male and female. Otherwise, somebody will take a case. This now means... Mm -hmm. That men can wear lipstick, men can wear nail varnish, men can have six That's different right. hairstyles, and men can wear fake tan. Now, if I see yeah. a man in the army wearing lipstick, fake tan, nail varnish, I'm telling you he shouldn't be in the military. No, he shouldn't, no. It's ridiculous. It's a yeah. joke. It's making, it's making a joke of everything in society today. And the most important roles that people are going to play is going to be in an army or a navy or a royal air force, whatever it is. Because the country depends on you defending it. And if that kind of shite is going to go on, well, I'd be looking and going to say, you know what? You're not going to be able to defend me, are you, with that attitude? Stay there for a second, Maureen. Let me go to Aga. Aga, hi. How are you? Hi, how are you, Naya? Sorry for keeping you so long, Aga. I've lost so many people who want to get on today. Okay, but getting back to the army, do you think these are ridiculous rules or do you think they're fair? No, I think it's ridiculous. I, I'll second the, the lady before me. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. You know, the, all, all this social movement and advocacy group for, for gender, gender equality and LGBTQ rights and all that is fine. It's just um, they kind of open this conversation about redefining masculinity. So they, they're trying to be just equal across the board if, it's, if it comes to let men kind of... Um, explore this area but there are certain places that, that it shouldn't be done no like, this is typical masculine thing if, if you like your lipstick and your nail varnish go to become beautician don't be become army officer <laughs> you know yeah 
Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Wear your lipstick and your nail varnish and your fake tan when you're going to the nightclub, but not when you're going to war. Absolutely. But but same, uh, to, uh, I'm talking all about only men. Women, the same. If you choose as a female, become an officer in the army. Okay, I know that at the moment there's some very gentle makeup allowed and stuff like that. But listen, you're an army officer. There's a reason why you shouldn't look like a clown <laughs> in your workplace. So, um, and see, the, the problem is with media as well, media and all the representation in the media. That they're just pushing this limit, what's normal and what's okay, further and further. And there doesn't seem to be a limit anywhere, you know, on the horizon. No, the, me- the media are pandering to this because I listened to one radio station this morning. I won't say which one. And the presenter was pandering to it. He was saying, what a wonderful idea this is. And this is great. And, and I'm going, you complete moron. Because so, yeah. why is it wonderful? I mean, don't get me wrong, there should be, if women want to join the army, there should be opportunities there for women and for men to join the army. It does seem, with all the advertising, they're finding it very difficult to get women to join the army. And the reason is because you can't force women into an occupation they don't want to go into. That's as simple as that. Same way as you got 95% of people who work in construction are men. Probably 95 to 100% of people who work down the sewers are men. 95% of people who collect your refuge every week are men. Probably 95% of people who work in hospitals are women. Yeah, I mean, so different industries are genders by the very nature of the fact, I think it's nature, not nurture. We gravitate towards different jobs. That's just the way it is. Yeah, because the notion is that women are more compassionate, more yes, caring. absolutely. And, and that's something that derives from very, very feminine side of women. That's what women are. Yeah. That's probably the... The hospital, but but like you rightly said before, majority of women would be in prisons. They would be doing masculine jobs and all that. You know, that that's a very valid point. Like, let's say, like the fathers, they are they are suffering a lot just because they're men. They're suffering if it comes to divorces and not being able to see the children and stuff like that. Like men are pushed aside at the minute in recent years. They are pushed aside on the margin of society with their rights at the minute. And I I just think it's ridiculous. It just one went from one corner to another, from zero to hundred. Mm. Yeah, I mean you can get a balance, but what happens then is the pendulum swings the other way. And then, you know, one gender becomes privileged. The idea, for example, of gender quotas, and I've always disagreed with the idea that you would give somebody a job just because they physically are a woman. You know, that's 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 not ridiculous. a good idea. Absolutely ridiculous. It should be based on skills. Everybody should have the same, obviously, the same access to education and jobs and stuff like that. And they should be treated equally. If you want equality, treat them equally. And the the choice should be made based on your knowledge, on your skills, on your education, whatever the criteria. Yeah. And as lots of people have said today, not on what, what, not on what you have between your legs. No. Uh, absolutely. Stay there, stay there, please, Aga and Maureen. Let me, let me just go to Jason. Jason, hi, how are you? Good afternoon, Nora. Congratulations. Thank you very much indeed. The only, the only person, by the way, I didn't really congratulate today was Saoirse. She uh, tried to at the end, but then she hung up. I was listening. She was literally about to say congratulations. You cut across and then she just hung up. <laughs> I was going to offer you a pan. I was going to offer you a Panadol. <laughs> Jay- Jason, do you think women yeah. in the army should be allowed to wear fake tan, lipstick, nail varnish, buns in there? Of course they a- should, Niall. Of course they should. They need to look good when the Russians and the Iranians and the Chinese are coming for us. Because when they're shooting us, they're going to be looking for nice looking wives. <laughs> Niall, can you just imagine the big scurdy for the mirrors now? 
the boys are all going to get their camouflage on, so it matches their, 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 their camouflage gear. And the girls are all saying, when you get out of the way, I have to make sure my lipstick fucking matches. lipstick looks nice. Yeah, it matches the uniform. I get green Noel, lipstick. Noel, the plane is going down. The announcement comes over. Listen, the plane's going to crash, but it's okay. We've met our gender quotas. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've met our degree. Where are we going wrong? The West, this is a Western problem, right? This is a rich, white, Western problem. Canada, America, Ireland, England, Europe, Australia, yeah? Okay, look at the American general or the admiral. Have you seen this fella who goes around Congress in a dress? He has yeah. his jacket on with all his military honours on him. Yeah, honors yeah, on him. yeah see, see him. him. Do you yeah. see him? This is what, this is what we're pandering to. The Russians, the Iranians, the Middle Easterns, the Asians, they're not worried about that. They're just building up their armies. They're the strongest armies out there. They're implanting these so-called unvetted, unvetted military aids, men, all oh. over Europe, and nobody's seen that one coming. Okay, so, get, no, getting 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 back to to what we're talking about. Do you believe yeah. that? Do you believe that women, um, or that the world is becoming more feminine, according to our email earlier on? It is. It has to. We have to know because the word toxic masculinity is a made-up word, but it's now a, a very very prominent word. You say anything, the first thing to come out is that's toxic masculinity. I'm not seeing women. Femin the feminine women lining up saying we want gender quotas down the coal mines on the oil rigs. They only all seem to want them in the good blue collar jobs. You know where you get to sit in offices. I mean, we, we even see that within the schools, for example, you know, and and somebody mentioned that here in a WhatsApp message that I'm going to read out and I was going to say it anyway. But if boys in school are boisterous, they're told to be more like girls, to be quiet and well behaved. If they're not, they're given, you know, pointless, poisonous medication, uh, medication to subdue them. Uh, we are destroying boys and what it means to be a man. Young boys in universities must attend consent classes as they are told that they are all potential rapists in the waiting. Now, this is true in relation to the younger children. You know, if boys over overreact or overact and they're, they're climbing trees and running around in circles and that's what boys do because they've got lots of testosterone building up for their puberty and um, basically we'll put them you know on Ritalin or something to calm them down yeah we'll you know say they have ADHD now that's it oh, oh my son is jumping around what do we do oh, he's, oh, oh he's, he has ADHD there's a load of tablets yeah no just give him Ritalin yeah, yeah. be grand just, yeah. but you know we can't we're not letting them anymore because we, we've allowed this to happen from when we told women no matter what you do we'll pick up the pieces Mm. I mean, we, we, we've told them, have as many kids as you want, lie down, get pregnant on one night stands, and they'll come back with the unplanned pregnancy, uh, I didn't mean it. You lie down with a man, you don't even know his name, they're not putting names on birth certs. I've said it to you before, if you don't put a name on a birth cert, you don't get state government, you don't get government help. Yeah, Aaron, by the way, Aaron says in a message here, look at a message Aaron, tell Niall the Irish army should allow LGBTQI plus people to dress whatever way they want so they can get more recruits into the army. Now, he does put a smiley face at the end of it, so I don't know whether he's serious or not, but isn't that really the agenda here, isn't it? That is, Niall, it is, it is, and as I said, the only ones laughing are the people that are geared up for war against us. There's people out there that don't like the way we are so liberal, and we know that. They, did, they haven't liked us for a millennium, and now we've just let them all in, and we said, look at how we are, we're all dancing around like fucking fairies. Okay, let me go to Sarah. I mean, you know, well, hang on, let me go to Sarah Jane as well. Sarah, hi, how are you? Hi, congratulations and celebrations. Well, I tell podcasts on the air. Thank you very much. You do a great job there, all you the same. I just want to wish you well for the next. Yeah, for the next one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
million. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, we've done a, more than 150 podcasts. This is the 150th live show. We've actually done 72 interviews as well, separate podcasts. So, so there's actually over 220 podcasts, which are all available on our website, by the way. Okay, so that's just absolutely amazing. That is so, Sarah. Getting back to men wearing lip. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, probably men too, because they have to allow the men to do it. They let women do it. Women wearing lipstick and nail varnish and six hairdos and fake tan in the army. Is this a good idea, or is this kind of pandering to women to try and get them in there? And you're not talking like these big long eyelashes and these big mad long nails. You're just having them tidied up a little bit. Tidied up. You don't need nail yeah, varnish like, to tidy up. Well, sometimes... Well, like, how come men can be tidy? How can men be tidy you know without nail varnish? I'm not against men can go ahead and do it if they want, as long as they're not doing it under my roof. Like, I've, I've, I've not against whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't get into all of that. I all of what? That live. That's, all of that's, what? That's, Blokes who want to be girls? I don't like... Uh, Jesus, my, my body was granddad. I don't want the hair standing on my body. Will you stop? Oh, okay. We were having a nice conversation there about makeup. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know, Niall. Um, as I think, as you say, there's an agenda behind it. It's to recruit more people. And if that's the only way, that's the only way. Ah, stop. It's the you? same now. No, no that's, that's, that's silly. That's, that's silly. You can't, you can't just keep changing. Because you can't keep just dropping standards. That's like, say, years ago, I worked in the nightclub industry. And if the nightclub wasn't busy, you didn't turn around to the doorman and say, let any old drag a society in just to get numbers. You kept standards. Didn't matter if the nightclub wasn't yeah, that busy that. that night. The doorman would still stop people if they weren't dressed properly or they were drunk or whatever. You don't just drop the standard just to get more people in. That's a ridiculous idea, Sarah. It is. Ridiculous. Hey, Dio, can I... Oh, Sarah, you're still there. Oh, she's gone. Niall. Yeah. Niall. Okay. Would they be prepared to drop... Niall, sorry, can I ask you something? Yeah. Would people be prepared to drop the standards for the guards? We would just say people no. have criminal records. Ah, sure will. Why not? Why not? They've done their time. They've done oh, their well, time. maybe they they're will. Innocent. They're new, man. No, yeah. no, no. Come on. I want, I want ex-criminals who have done their time, who have served their time. Why can they not be guards? Well, there was, always, well, there was always separate physical standards for women. You know what I mean? There always was. So we done away with that. You, you, once, you can, once you can swing a, a trunge now and write a ticket, now you can be a guard. Yeah, there's nothing worse, by the way. I've seen two guards there go back a good while ago now, and it was in and around Temple Bar. And they were about, I don't know, five foot one, two, two of them oh, together, yeah. female guards. And I said, if a row breaks out here, there was a load of bowsy lads, you know, drinking or whatever, you know. I said, if a row breaks out, they're screwed. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to do very much about it. But no, you can't say that anymore, pal. Oh, I just did. That's the I, word. I just did. But no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for women in the in the police force in the army. But don't send a four a five foot woman out with another five foot woman onto the street. Now send send a big lad out beside her. Do you know what I'm like saying? Why don't we not use like our the head? Ones we used to have. Yeah, like the ones we used to have now. The big second tall fellas. You could see him over the crowd. You know where the guard was because all you had to do was look up and you see the hat bobbing through the crowd. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. Let me go to Angela as well. I think I lost Sarah off the line. Angela, hi. Happy anniversary to all of you. 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 All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> don't, by the way, can I just, just on a, a side note here between us two, don't ever take singing up as a career, Angela. Now, you're going to hear beep, beep, beep now in two minutes, right? <laughs> I am a 
fabulous singers. Thank you very much. In your own the dogs heads. outside. The dogs outside even join in. They, 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 no, that's not them joining in. That's them howling. Is, 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 is. Angela, no, no, okay, no, very great. Go on. I've only got five minutes here. I have five minutes. Go on. Angela, do you believe that they that we should be allowing women, you know, reducing yeah. the standards? Sarah thinks no, it's okay. Only, she said the reduce the standards if you have to to get them in. Get them in. No, just to tidy them up, Niall. Just to tidy them up. Tidy them up. Hello? Yeah, Where did she come from? Sarah Jane just popped up again. No, she did. How are you, Sarah Jane? Oh, Hi, Angie. How's it going? What's the crack there? Grant, how are you? But if anyway, the two of you want to ring each other off air and have a chat, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm the just saying, like, Nile, in my job, I get cold once or twice a week over where the nail varnish. Yeah, and, and rightly, that's in and rightly so, because you're in healthcare. Yeah, sorry, Angela. Go ahead. No, oh, go the along. Only go on. hand, <laughs> the only fake hand that the army should be wearing is muck, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You're going in to yeah, do yeah, a job. It. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter what you look like. Now, I, I agree. Let them put a bit of mascara on. Ah, why? If they want to. No, but, that, Niall, the thing is, mascara isn't going to do anything. Why do you but need I to wear mascara? Men don't sense. wear mascara. They're in the army. They haven't, most they didn't feel a need to wear men, it. Most no, men have nice eyes, though. I truly, I truly think that this is going to lead on to other things. This is leading up to us. It's leading up where you're now going to have transgender in the army. Oh, right? yeah. Well, I know now, that. That's where it's going. I don't care. It's going to be men wearing dresses and lipstick in the army now. Yeah. Sure, had we not got a case there long ago with someone from on post, he walked into work and uh, he was female. Oh, that's right, yeah, 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 there was, yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Like, yeah, I do remember that. Well, there's been a few stories similar to that. By the way, look, if someone wants to dress like a woman, dress like a woman. But here's the thing, in the army, I'm, let's stick to the, the army, you know. When but you now, bring back to the guards, Niall, look oh, at the, the way guards. the guards are now. They're going around like hooligans. Yeah, sorry. No, can I just say as well, Niall, yeah, Angela. Niall, Angela. the biggest, the biggest thing about this is right. Yeah, you are going in to do a job. Yeah. when you sign up for that job, you know what it entails and what the uniform is and what way your hair has to be and everything. If you're kicking up a fuss over that, don't do it. And what's annoying me is practice. there is already there is already a transgender prison officer out there. And he is demanding everything he wants to go into the ladies' dressing rooms, the ladies' toilets. No! No, I'm sorry. And I honestly think this is what it's leading up to. So you believe that the, the real reason behind this and for the army is to allow men to dress like women? Yeah, I think. Because that's what's going to happen. Of course it's going to happen. Well, I know in, previously in America, for example, Donald Trump banned transgenders from the American army. But as soon as Joe Biden got in, he lifted the ban again. And that's because Joe Biden wants to dress, to dress like a cat or a dog. Jesus Christ. I mean, here's the thing. You know, why would you let... Uh, no, I get uh, into the don't argument. Even say no, no. Because, you see, Sarah's right. If you're going to go that far, you should let them dress up as cats and dogs if they want to as well. While they're that's right. it. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Or babies or whatever people are in, whatever floats your boat. So there's people in this world who identify like men. And why, by the way, can I say, when we look at all the, the odd people in the world, like somebody who wants to be a baby, why are they always men? Oh. Why is it always, why do men want to be like four-year-olds? There's a, there's a, well, I've seen no, these lads interviewed. Thing, yeah, they, they're, they're interviewed and they identify as a three-year-old or something like that. And there, there was one guy, and he's living with two older people, and he's their child. 
And he's oh. like 40 or 50, but he identifies the three-year-old with a bottle in his mouth. I'm going, no, you should be in a mental institution, pal. Sorry. That's someone, Niall, Niall, that's someone who can't get a job. So they're like, I'll just pretend to be a three-year-old baby and get these two old ones to pay for me. That's what that is. And get breastfed as well. <laughs> yeah. Angela's losing her mind. And Nicholas, hi, how are you? Hello. Hello. Hello, Nicholas. Okay, Nicholas, sorry, just you're the last one on today, just in relation to the <laughs> go back to the army again. Should I'll keep it quick. I mean, military dress code should be the same for men and women. Um, next to be wearing, wanting to wear high heels, you know, I mean, can you imagine? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I, I think with gender quotas, it should be a meritocracy. You know, if you have the ability and you have the skills, whether you're a man or a woman, it should be on your, on, on merit. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, when you look at, say, gender quotas in politics, there has been men who have lost the ticket and the vote because of, because they have to balance and bring in the 30 percent, of course, of females and men who have got more votes than them don't get in. That's discrimination. I mean, a pointing case, McEntee. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, know, yeah, I mean, you, need, you need to go no further. I mean, but can I just point, can I say something uh, just on the point of Helen McEntee? Her treatment of Fatima Gunning from Grip Media yesterday was despicable. From, and, and that's even from one woman to another. Uh, complete lack of lack of respect. The way she the way she answered her, the way she looked at her, she looked at her with contempt. And I think that was despicable. And Fatima is a young girl, a young journalist trying to make her way mm-hmm. up in the world. And mm-hmm. um, you know, to speak to her the way she spoke to her. Yeah, I don't comment on individual cases. I mean, it was just no, horrible. Fatima put her. She put her her her. Or question very professionally, and and and, 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 and you know, yeah. Uh, but but uh, as you say, the response from I mean the the, the it was sarky. It was just sarky. Oh. I mean, she could have. Uh, I mean, I understand. Maybe you're not allowed to comment on an individual case. That's fine. I get that. But she could have replied in general and said, well, look, I am aware of that case, but look, going forward, we want to address that by doing this, this, and this. That would be a professional way to answer it. Not to be mm-hmm. sarky mm-hmm. with her. And she was just really... She was so... She was very condescending. She was very mm-hmm. patronising. And the biggest words that I would say is she was being an ignoramus. Mm. She was so ignorant with the way... Mm-hmm. Was, now, listen, I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm, I'm straight down the middle. I don't give a continental choice. But you do not. If you want to be <laughs> respected by the media, then you respect the media as well. Yeah. And, she, she and, and I think Fatima was very respectful the way she asked the question too. Sorry, anyway, Nicholas, uh, getting back, yes, and, and the case in point as well that the guy mentioned his email earlier on today, you know, we've had two previous Minister for Justice, we have one man in the middle, and look at the way mm-hmm. ju- the justice system has gone over the last four or five years, it's been a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm I not mean, suggesting all women are bad at their jobs, but they, because there's been some great female leaders over the years, but there's been also some pretty bad ones as well. Yeah, I mean, an, ex- an extension of that meritocracy thing is that Whoever's doing, whoever's doing the the, the child caring in the, in the family home, whether it's the, the the father or the mother, um, they should have some support in continuing their career because they're making that commitment to society by being a, a parent. You know, mm-hmm. so I think I, I think it should be gender neutral in, in in that sense. You know. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Uh, listen, yes, sorry, Asa. Just quickly, there. The other thing is, if you look at it. Like, if they're talking about all these occupations. Mm. Uh, how many men are in childcare because 
women mostly kick up about a man minding their child. Well, no, I know, yeah. So, but, but no, I, I've said this already. You cannot, you know, I personally believe there's a lot of nature involved in this and not nurture because they've done huge yeah. experiments, particularly in the Scandinavian countries, where they tried to force and corral women into certain careers and men into certain careers, and it didn't work. It made no difference no. what way they did it. People still gravitated towards certain things. And if gender quotas were so great and so wonderful, according to the feminists of this world, why aren't they demanding gender quotas, for example, in construction? Why aren't they demanding gender quotas, you know, people yeah. who work down the sewers? Why are they demanding gender quotas, well, people who collect the bins? Yeah, Everything. they won't. No, because they're not the nice jobs. They're only demanding gender quotas in the nice jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's I really mean, there's there's been situations. I can tell you now. I've worked in media for the last thirty years, and I know jobs were given to women in media because they had to put a woman in. Yeah. Because yeah. if they didn't, people would have kicked up. And there were two or three men, for example, who would have been applying for those jobs or in, in line for those jobs who were turned down because they would give it to a woman. And in one particular case, the woman was completely useless and ended up out of the job after a month just because they were afraid to give it to a man because they would have, wouldn't have looked good. It's still yeah. going on, though, isn't it, in the media? But I wonder what they're going to start giving all these females now and whatever mm. in the army to fight with. Are they going to give them whips or machine guns? <laughs> you know? Hey, you whispers, there it is! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you two are into. Yeah, I know what you two are into now. <laughs> all right, listen, thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Sarah Jane. Before we go, by the way, I have a vision of the Irish army. In a few years. Monty Python had the vision 30 years, 40 years before me. Actually, it's 50 years now, Monty Python. Play the vision of the Irish Army. Right. Yeah. Now let's see something decent and military. Some precision drilling. Squad! Camp it! Up! up. Who get her whoops? I've got your number that you couldn't afford me, dear. Two, three. I'll scratch your eyes out. Don't come the brigadier bit with us, dear. We all know where you've been, you military fairy. Two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Whoops! Don't look now, girls. The major's just minced in with a dolly colour sergeant. Two, three. Ooh! Right, stop that. Silly. Silly. <laughs> I love that sketch from Monty Python. 50 years ahead of their time. I think they're trying to soften the military. Ah. Uh, Listen, please, please support the show. We got lots of messages in today, by the way, more than we've ever had in. Um, oh, we see Billy's comment. I will read Billy's comment in a second. Okay. Uh, maybe, uh, oh, yeah. Aaron said, oh, yeah, we had Aaron already. Morgan says, equal opportunity is a noble goal. Equal, equal or opportunity of outcome is not, as it can only uh, come about through a monstrous, tyrannical, tyrannical uh, system. Uh, people like Saoirse always conflate one with the other. Want to make the army more attractive? Pay more. It's as simple as that. Albert says, good show. I wonder will gay and trans soldiers be allowed to wear makeup too? Well, I imagine that's the whole point. By the way, gay, why are you conflating the two together, gay and trans? Gay people don't particularly don't want to wear makeup. I'm assuming trans people do or trans women want to wear makeup. But I don't, I don't, you're mixing the two together there. Just because somebody's gay doesn't mean they want to dress up like a woman, by the way. Sean says, it's a feckin' army, not a fashion show. Sabrina says, that lady, Saoirse, needs to stop talking. She has no idea what's going on in the Defence Forces. Women joined the Defence... Uh, uh, women joined the Defence, joined to serve their country. I love my time in the Reserves. I was a rocker. 
Uh, when I was in the Defence Forces, I couldn't wear my new rocks. Uh, the uniform is our pride in serving. I was so proud to serve, even as a reservist. It's a much deeper, uh, much deeper than the superficial nonsense. Yeah, I know because I was in the FCA, by the way. It was great. I really enjoyed my time in the FCA as well, many, many years ago when I was 17 years of age. Um, I had all those ones as well. Yeah, I see. Billy says, I know a lot more things. Uh, I know a lot more about this than what is being mentioned. The new regs are being pretty misrepresented. Beards, for example, will need permission. And if you're unable to grow a beard after a six-week period, you cannot keep it. In other words, you're not allowed to have a scruffy look. Um, Jessica says, Saoirse wouldn't last two seconds in the army. She's not focused on the main point. The army is a defence force. It's not Ireland's next top model. If you want to wear hot pink nail varnish and so much fake tan that you'd look like a tangerine, then be a beautician. The army isn't the place for that crap. As for beards, only if it's a stubble and not a full bushy one. <laughs> I think it might make the men look a little more gruff and tough. Uh, look, there's loads of messages in. Thank you to everybody for the messages, by the way. Remember, today is our 150th show, live show. But we've done over 220-something shows at this stage. Um, and people say, well, where's the other 70 now? We haven't seen them. That's because you watch the live stream every day. If you haven't seen them, you have to go to the website. Go to our website, nileboylan.com. You can listen to them on Spotify, by the way, for free. But if you want to watch them, some great interviews, because they're the interviews, so we do them through Zoom and everything else, you can watch them on our website. And the way to watch them on our website is by supporting us. Because, of course, remember, to continue doing this, we need your support. And all you've got to do is go to the website and sign up. It's five ninety nine plus tax a month, and you're paying for the three of us. There's three of us doing it. It's like buying the three of us one pint of beer every month. It's not much to ask, and I, but I know I keep asking you. And um, Thank you to all who have subscribed. Your subscriptions so far are almost enough to pay for the costs. So that at least covers the cost. We're not losing money, but we're not actually making any money. Now, we don't need to make a huge profit or anything like that. We just want to give you an opportunity to come on the show. Remember, this is your show. It's uncensored. So please do support the show. Thank you very much to somebody, by the way, who donated the other day 100 quid. We really appreciate it. You can go onto the website if you don't want to subscribe. Because if you do subscribe, you get to watch all the videos. But if you want to just donate to us, and some people have, and we really, really do appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed if you've donated. You can go on the website. You can donate anything with a fiver up to five million. Whatever you want to donate yourself. There is some buttons on the website which give you ideas of how much to donate. Five, ten, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, whatever. But you can, you can customize. Click the customize button. You can donate whatever you want. Every little helps. We really, really appreciate it. So please try and support the show. We have plans, lots of plans. At the moment, we're updating all our equipment, like our cameras are better, our lighting is better, our screens are better here. We've even got Donald, the Trumpinator. Everything is getting a bit better. We want to make it more reliable, robust, to make sure we never go off the air, to make sure that we don't have problems. You may remember last year we had technical problems with phone lines. We don't have that anymore. But it costs money to fix all of those things and upgrade those things. So please help us to continue to do this. We're not some big organization like Bear Media that owns loads and loads of radio stations and has money hanging out of its pockets to upgrade all their equipment. There's just three of us and we don't get paid. So please support us. Go to our website, nileboylan.com. Don't forget, everybody who goes to the website is in with a chance of winning one of our mugs. Daily, we give away one of the Nile Boylan podcast mugs. They're lovely. It's got the woman, human, female, or adult, human, female on the back. And it's got the Nile Bowling Podcast on the front. 
People are asking us, can they buy them? Not yet. Because, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, the reason that we're not selling them at the moment is because it's not financially viable to do that because of the cost of posting them. Not the cost of the mugs, it's the cost of posting them. Cost about seven quid just to post one mug. It's ridiculous. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for getting involved in the show today. We'll be back again with you on Monday. And don't forget, by the way, on Monday, if you want to support the protests on Monday, it starts at the Garden Remembrance, 2 o'clock. This is a protest against uh, immigration policy, housing, the cost of living crisis, and everything, really. It starts at 2 o'clock in the Garden Remembrance on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday. And don't forget, there is another protest on Saturday in relation to the referendum. Sharon Keoghan and Lisa Bruin and the Countess are having a march for no. And that's happening on Saturday at the Garden Remembrance as well at two o'clock as well. So if you want to do something over the weekend and support those two good causes, you can do that over the Bank Holiday Weekend. Have a lovely Bank Holiday Weekend, but we will be here on Monday, as usual. It's now Bank Holiday for the Nile Boiler Podcast. We'll be here on Monday, as usual, at 12 o'clock. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Nile Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 85 The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 